Following is a production of Locked Up Sports. Everybody, this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. Locked Up Sports, and it starts now. Here we go! From the Brian Gunsel Studios, I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports. We got a big one for you here today. Max Scherzer strikes again as the Mets split two at Fenway. The Yankees' offense is just good enough to get past Kansas City. Two Americans are top the leaderboard at the British Open, and the Americans start their defense of their World Cup title, the women. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. Thank you for tuning in, and check this place out, huh? Look at this, those of you watching. It's, it's nice, right? we got a whole professional studio here. We are in New Jersey. We are in Jersey City, New Jersey, doing the show. Uh, I'm by myself again today, and I want to start with that. I want to start with why I'm by myself. Brett is out. Brett's father had a heart issue. Last week, he needed triple, uh, quadruple bypass surgery. Good news, he came out of it. He is in good, he's in good spirits. He is on the mend. Everything is going to be fine. So they caught it just in time. Brett actually saved his life. So, I mean, Brett saved his life. Brett found him struggling to breathe. They got him to the rush of the hospital. They got everything. They said it was just in time. So, Mike, Mike, get your ass better, all right? And Brett... You take as much time as you need. We'll get you. Whenever you get back here, you get back here. You know, it is what it is. Family comes first here at Locked Up Sports. So I want to start with the Mets, and I want to start with Max Scherzer. And you know what? To be honest with you, I'm sick of Max Scherzer. I'm sick of him. I mean, he ruined the Mets season twice last year. He's ruined it countless times this year. And tonight is just another example. In the first game of the uh, the you know, they got stopped yet last night because of rain. But then in the restart game this afternoon, the Mets got something that they haven't had all year. They got a great outing from the bullpen. You had Dr. Hartwig. You had Peterson, Leon, Raleigh, and Robertson. All with brilliant pitching performances. Getting out of jams after jams. They're bailing out the offense because the Mets were leaving runners in scoring position all over the place. Again, they had a bases loaded, nobody out, and didn't score. How many times is that going to happen this year? It's happened. I've, I've been at the game three times when it's happened. So then in the second year, so they used the bullpen, okay? So they obviously used, they needed Scherzer to go, go far into this game, and that's why he lasted the, the six and a third that he did. But you knew right off the bat. And Scherzer came out, and he's Max Scherzer, and he's a Hall of Famer, and he's got to get us now a win. The Mets are playing a little bit better lately. In July, July's been a ton better than June. July's been, been so much better than June, right? And you need Max Scherzer. You come out, you figure you got, he's an ace. He's a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer. He's an ace. What happens right off the bat? And I mean right off the bat. Home run, home run in the first two innings. And the Mets, just like that, they're down 2 nothing. Then you get uh, McNeil, who gets a Little League home run. You know, he gets a base hit and they throw it around. The catcher throws it in the center field. He basically comes all the way around and scores on the Little League home run. And the Mets take the 3-2 lead. 
Scherzer, right back. Gives it right back. He gave up five home runs in this game. Five home runs. He doesn't have it anymore. Listen, Scherzer got old. I told you uh, months ago. I've been telling you for months that Scherzer, he got old. He's not He's not the pitcher. He's not worth this this contract. Luckily, the Mets can eat the contract. But, I mean, for the for the way that he's been pitching – to get to think that anybody's going to want him at the trade deadline, I'd love to get rid of him. At this point, I would love to just get rid of him. Because you know he's going to pick up the option, so we're stuck with him next year. And it's not going to get any better. It's only, If anything, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. The Mets, I mean, listen, they, I, I would tell you, I wasn't going to – I wasn't believing in them, but they were playing a little bit better, right? They were playing – they were winning games. They were, they were playing towards 500. They were, they were kind of going towards 500. But, I mean, they, I wasn't going to get excited about anything until they at least got to 500 because they got too many teams to jump. You know, when you look at the wild card standings right here, the wild card, the Mets are still oh, they're way back. They're, they're seven games back, but there's one, two, three, four. There's four teams that they got to jump. All right? It's not happening. But still. To give us a little bit of hope, Max Scherzer come out and he basically spits right in your face because he gives up these two home runs right off the bat. He gives up five home runs for total. And it was just another crappy performance. And he's never recovered since the, the, the start against the Braves last year and then the, the disaster in game one against the Padres. Okay? He ruined the Mets season twice last year and he's ruined it countless times this year. Countless times. And the Mets are lost too, by the way. You know, you bring up Vientos yesterday. You bring him up from AAA. What was the problem? The problem last time he was up earlier in the season is they didn't play him. So you're going to stunt the guy's growth when you bring him up and you don't play him. And what do they do? They bring him up and they, he gets promoted from AAA right onto the bench. And he's not even starting. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with that? So then today... You have the, the one and a half header, I guess it is, right? Cause you have to finish the first game and then you have to play the second game. First game, not playing. Not playing. Like, what, what are they doing with this guy? Why bring him up? He's raking down it in AAA. Leave him down there then. You, you bringing him up to see what you got, right? So you bring him up to see what you got. Use him. How are you going to see what you got if he's sitting on the bench? So they played him today. He got a hit. Listen, he got it. The Mets came up just short. The Mets tried everything they did. The Mets tried everything they could to overcome Max Scherzer tonight, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And again, Max Scherzer, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Max Scherzer. He could, he could, he could be off this team for all I care. If someone wants to trade for Max Scherzer, you can have him. You can have him. Take him, please. Cause he's done nothing with all this money, with all this money he's getting paid. All the accolades and everything coming his way and how great he is and how excited we were to get him. And he's done nothing. He ruined the season last year. And it's not like he's, he's pitching okay. He's pitching into some tough luck. I mean, come on. His line today was six innings, five runs, seven strikeouts, five home runs. That's his line tonight. And the only reason he went to six innings is because the Mets had no bullpen. Because they blew it out in the first game. And I'm, listen, I was as shocked as anybody that they, that they won that first game, to be honest with you. The fact that those five guys came in, 
Hartwig, Peterson, Leon, Rally, and Robertson came in and actually shut the door, got the Mets out, got the pitched out of trouble, pitched well. I mean, and then the Mets did everything to lose the first game. Why? Because they they had bases loaded, nobody out. They had second and third, one out. They had first and second, one out. They they hit into double plays. Nothing went right. So the Mets split. The doubleheader, they're 46 and 52. There's still six games under 500. Listen, I'm not even going to mention the playoffs of the wild card until you get to 500. Don't even mention it. I know there's 60 something games left, but I don't even mention the fact that it's going to be that, that you have a wild card situation or, or that with this many games out of the wild card, there's seven games back. All right. That's all we're going to mention it. There's seven games back. There's four teams to jump. That's what it is. And that's not happening. Not with this team. So now it's good. Let's see what Vientos does. Uh, Guillaume got hurt in the, in like the, the ninth inning of the first game. So Guillaume is going to be out. He was placed on the DL or on the IL, whatever they're calling it these days. But for, to think that the Mets, you know, and they kind of sucker you in a little bit, right? They sucker you in because you're like, Oh, okay. You know, they're playing better. We've seen this before. Maybe they got a run in them. Maybe they got a run in them. They got the talent. And every time, when it's supposed to be Scherzer and Verlander, who are supposed to be your stoppers, right? If you're having a bad couple of games, they, they, they come up in the rotation and they pitch and they stop the bad, the bleeding because they're great pitchers and they pitch a great game. Well, I mean, they, they've been the cause of more trouble, to be honest with you. Now, Verlander's been better lately. He's been better. But Scherzer has just been a disaster. It's a disaster. And it's going to go down as a disaster, another disaster signing. You could just put it on the list. Right there with Robbie Alomar and the whole rest of them. There's a whole group of them. Put them right on the list because that's where he belongs. He's on that Robbie Alomar list. Great, great pitcher, great player, Hall of Famer on his way. Now, he's not going to ruin his shot into the Hall of Fame like Robbie Alomar almost did. I mean, Robbie Alomar came to the Mets. He was a surefire Hall of Famer when he left the Mets. He was, he might not have been, people like, I don't know about Alomar. I don't know. But Scherzer will be in the hall. Listen, it's good, but that's, that's neither here nor there, right? I mean, we need him to pitch now and we needed him tonight and we needed him in game one against the Padres and we needed him against the Braves last year and we needed him countless other times this year. And he just underwhelms every time, every single time. So I'm done with Scherzer. You know, like I'm done with him. How many times, how many chances are you going to get? Mets play tomorrow. They got, uh, listen, tomorrow's the, then they go to the Yankees, then they play the Yankees, two in Yankee Stadium. Is that, I mean, I'm not interested in the, in the Subway series. I'm really not. I don't, I don't really get wrapped up in it. I just don't. It's, it's just another game. Like I said, we've seen the Subway series. I saw a Subway series World Series. That's the, the max that you could get. That's the best you can do. With the, with the world series, with the subway series is have a subway series world series, right? We've seen it. Now these regular season, two games here, two games there. It, it's really not that big of a deal. Now the Yankees, listen, the Yankees again, the Yankees, Yankees came close to disaster. Both of these in the last two days, both today and yesterday, Stanton bailed them out with a, with a late home run, giving them some, some insurance today. But last night, Last night was almost a disaster. Kansas City, let me let me tell you how bad Kansas City is. Kansas City is about as bad as it gets. Okay, they are a game ahead of the Oakland A's. And the Oakland A's are right there 
with the 62 Mets. So Kansas City comes in. The Yankees are reeling off of a sweep against the Angels where they basically ruined anybody's shot at Otani, right? Because now the Angels are going to keep them because now they think they're in the playoff race. And it's because they swept the Yankees. And the Yankees don't scare anybody. So if you're a Yankee fan and, you know, the best thing you got this week from the Yankees is that Donaldson went on the 60-day IL. And it, it just ended that. Uh, what a disaster that is. I mean, that that's going to go down as as probably the worst trade that Brian Cashman made here. Or one, actually, right up there. It's going to be right up there. You could say the worst one. Because Donaldson was one of the worst players in... He couldn't hit anything. Donaldson was... He had 15 hits all year. In a couple hundred at-bats. It's not like he was you know, in there or he was a, a spot player. He was in there every day. He had 15 hits, 10 home runs. So what he did was he... When the pitcher made a mistake and he hit it, he hit it out of the ballpark. But he never hit it. He was hitting 130. 130. So he got hurt, which is the best thing for you. Listen, that, that's sayonara, right? If you're a Yankee fan, if you, you can't defend Donaldson. You can't defend the Donaldson trade. They did it for analytics. And this time the analytics blew up in their face is what happened. The analytics blew up in their face because the trade is no good. Donaldson is a disaster. And the people they sent away are hitting well. So he got hurt. Now he's on the 60-day DIL. He's not coming back. I, I would be surprised if he ever plays Major League Baseball again, to be honest with you. I think this ends his career. I think this ends – it definitely ends the season, and it probably ends his career. Because who's going to pick up Donaldson? And what, what he, you know he's going to want money. The Yankees are paying him $50 million. $50 million to hit 130. <clears throat> I could have hit 130 for the league minimum. You know, just like I said last week with the or with the running backs. I'd be running back for the Giants for league minimum. I might only make it two plays, but, you know, you'd save some money. And I could get up there. I'd, you know, run into one or two, right, and hit it over the over the outfield, over, over the infielder's head or something, bloop one in. So, I mean, Donaldson, so he's gone. Last night it took a great play by, by Volpe at shortstop, to be honest with you, to, to save the game. They called him safe at third. He he made a headsy a head, a head up play. He got the ball in the hole. He had no shot at the runner at first. The tying run was going from second to third. He was running on contact, and he made a good throw. And the, the umpire originally called him safe, but uh, upon further review, he he was out, and he was he was out. But the Yankees, listen, they got a good performance from Cole today. Cole pitched well. Cole, Cole always pitches well. He, he's somebody that you can, he's the opposite of Scherzer because you can't count on Scherzer. You can count on Cole. He pitched well, but again, the Yankee offense doesn't do anything. They don't, they, they just don't generate. They're, they're boring team to watch. They, they don't generate any offense. Let me see. Let me bring up the, uh, they won today five to two. Last night they won, but just by a run and they needed a late home run. Stanton is starting to come into it now. You know, Stanton's a very streaky hitter. He has months where he looks like Joe DiMaggio and Babe Ruth, and then he has months where he looks like uh, Donaldson. That's how that's how Stanton is. That's how he's always been. You got to put up with the good. You got to put up with the bad to deal. You know, to get the good with Donaldson. Yankees today had eight hits, 
you know, they got two in the eighth from the home run. Uh, LeMahieu also hit a home run. Cole went six innings. He gave up two runs, five hits, ten strikeouts. You're going to get that every time from Cole. You could take it to the bank. And that's what an ace does. Okay? Now, yeah, it was against Kansas City, but he does it against everybody. He does it against everybody. He's a great pitcher, and he's having a great year, and he probably will win the Cy Young. That I, At least I think he will probably win the Cy Young. Now, uh, Stanton, two for four, three RBIs, a home run. Stanton's right at the Mendoza line hitting 200. Okay, the Yankees... The Yankees don't scare anybody, okay? Okay, they they won these two games after getting swept. They had to win these two games. Imagine they lost these two. They lost one of these two games. Can you imagine if the Yankees lost both of these games, the, the this series to Kansas City? It'd be over. It'd be over. Yankees got to go four and one in these five games: three against Kansas City, two against the Mets. You figure they get a split against the Mets. You figure, you know, the Mets will come out, show up. It's the Subway Series. There'll be fans. That they'll win one of the games. But, I mean, they are not playing well. The Yankees are still four games out of the wild card. They're fading faster than that. There was also a report in the, I believe it was the Daily News two days ago, that if the Yankees fall, if the Yankees continue to play bad, that they could be sellers, that there's talk in the organization that they could be sellers at the trade deadline. Now, I don't know about that. I don't know if the Yankees can be sellers, right? I mean, the last time, this is uncharted waters for the Yankees. If they miss the playoffs, does Boone go? Does Cashman go? Cashman, there was also in that report that Boone's job is safe. Of course his job is safe. Cashman would be the ultimate hypocrite if he fired Boone because Boone doesn't really do much. He's really just a figurehead, right? They tell him the lineup. They have input on the lineup. The analytics guys tell him, we want you to do this. We want you to do that. He's really just a figurehead. He's in the dugout. He kind of, you know, keeps everything going in there. But he's getting directives from, from above him. And it's coming from Cashman and Cashman's analytics guys. So, of course, Boone is safe. And I don't even know if the Yankees would let Cashman fire Boone at this point. I think maybe Boone, uh, Cashman's, you know, he's on thin ice as well. Now, are they going to be gone at the end of the year if they don't make the playoffs? I don't think it's going to be if they don't make the playoffs. I think it's if they don't have a winning record. And it, they're right there. They're right around 500. The Yankees are 52 and 47. So they're five games over. There's 60 games left, something like that. Now, would they be sellers if they, let's say, lose tomorrow and then the Mets come in and win two and they go two and three in these five games? Because when they said that report two days ago that the Yankees might be sellers if they don't turn it around in the near future, they're talking about these five games. Because now we're less than 10 days from the, from the trade deadline. We're right there. We are right there. The Red Sox are winning. The Red Sox are playing good ball. The Yankees are in last place. The Orioles have surged just like I told you the Orioles have surged ahead and and they are in first place in the AL East and they're going to win the division. I'm telling you, the Orioles are going to win the division, but the Yankees, listen, the Yankees, they're just, they're boring to watch. They're not a good baseball team. They are not going anywhere this year and you're fooling yourself. If you think they are now, I think they probably will find a way into the playoffs because that's what they do. 1992, was the last time they missed the playoffs. That's 30 years ago. 30 years. 
since the Yankees missed the playoffs. So, I'm sorry, since the Yankees had a, a losing record. 30 years. Now, the last time they missed the playoffs, and it's not going to be rosy like it was last time. The last time they missed the playoffs was Jeter's last year. So you had that whole thing going on. You had the Jeter farewell going on while they were missing the playoffs, and that kind of distracted everybody. Remember, he got the hit in the last game of the season, and they were still selling out those those final games, with, even when they were eliminated because Jeter. That's not going to happen this time. If they go out this time and they lose, you can forget it. You can forget it. I don't now. It, it's going to be a dead. It's going to be a dead place. The fans are going to be all over him. Now it'll be interesting to see what happens when Rendon pitches. I, I, I want to see does he pitch tomorrow? Because he did the whole thing in, in Anaheim with the blow and the kiss. Which I don't know why these players do this. I don't know why they think they could take on the fans. It wasn't even that many people. It was a couple of Yankee fans behind the dugout in L.A. against the Angels. They were heckling him. He pitched six innings. He gave up like seven runs, nine runs. He was terrible. He's been terrible in two of his three starts. They're paying him a lot of money. He's here for a lot of years. So he's good. they're going to have to work it out. So, of course, he's walking off the mound. He's coming into the dugout. He's getting heckled by the Yankee fans behind the dugout, and he blows him a kiss. Big mistake. I mean, look, we, it never works out well when this happens. Never. You saw the, the Lindor with the thumbs down thing, right? That didn't work out well. They got slaughtered in the papers the next day. The fans booed them until they did the turn the thumbs around thing. You saw Jack McDowell do this when he gave the finger to 60,000 at Yankee Stadium when he was coming off, and that's still all anybody remembers about Jack McDowell. Jack McDowell was a good pitcher for the White Sox, and he was good for the Yankees, too. Ask somebody what they remember about Jack McDowell. He's going to be the, the giving the fans the finger. <coughs> so you can't win these battles. Don't fight the fans because you can't win. It doesn't happen. You can't win. You're never going to win. The papers are going to slaughter you. The media is going to slaughter you. The fans are going to get all over you. It's only going to get worse. Now, how they react when he comes back on the mound, I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. I think he'll probably they'll probably forgive him. It wasn't at home. It wasn't really that big of a, of a deal. They're going to be coming off of a couple wins. I mean, the the so the, they should be okay. I think he pitches against the Mets too. So let me see here. So you know, he pitches against the Mets. It's going to be the Mets fans, the Yankee fans. They, they're going to. They're not going to be booing him. But he better get his act together because they're paying him a lot of money. He's here. He's got here for the next, what, four or five years. So, and just, I don't know why they do it. You can never beat the fans. You can never win. You know, the fans are here for entertainment. There's not much entertaining entertainment value in six innings and nine runs, and you're coming off the field. You're going to, you're going to hear it, and you deservedly hear it. It's not like he was pitching. You know, two hit baseball and they were losing one nothing. <laughs> that didn't happen. You know, so I, I was watching that actually live and I was like, oh, this guy's like, what is he doing? Tomorrow you got Severino pitching tomorrow. I know it sounds bad, right? Severino is not even a, a major league pitcher, but he did pitch well last time. He pitched into a hard luck loss in against the Angels. Otani got him. The bullpen blew it late. That's what it was. I mean, and and the the Yankee bullpen. Let's let's be real. It's not very good. Okay, yeah, they got good numbers. The number, the analytics look good, but 
they blow it. They, they blow big games all over the place. And you can't tell me they don't. They blew the game in, in, in against the Angels. They almost blew the game last night. They have against the Royals. Today they were down because their offense stinks. So you hear a lot about the Yankee bullpen, and you can be like, okay, look at the numbers. And the numbers look good, and they rank high in a lot of things. But if you watch these games, the Yankees bullpen folds in big spots all the time. And, and they're overused, too. So now you hit the middle of July, mid-late July, and your bullpen is taxied out, is taxed out. They're tired. They pitch every day. I mean, you pull, they pull these pitchers. You'll have Cole going. Cole could have went more than six innings today. Cole probably could have pitched eight innings today. But they pull him out because the analytics say this and that, and it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because now they killed the bullpen. The Yankees' bullpen is tired. That's what it is. They pitch it every day. And it's bullpens across Major League Baseball. When your starter goes five, six innings, you're leaving 12 outs every single day to your bullpen. You're leaving 12 outs. And usually if the clo- if, you, if you're not winning that game, the closer doesn't pitch. So you got like three, four guys who are getting 12 outs every single day. By the time you hit July, they're tired. And forget about it. If you go into October... You see these bullpens fold all the time, and I don't know why the starters can't pitch longer. I really don't. It, it makes no sense to me. So the Yankees still in last place because the Red Sox did win today. They are, let me see, the Yankees are eight and a half out of the division. They are, in the wild card, they are two games out of the wild card. They're actually tied with Boston because Boston split the games today. So they're two games out of the wild card. Now, Yankee fans are bitching and moaning. They, and I just went through a whole 10 minutes about how bad the Yankees are, right? The Yankee, I would do anything to be in the Yankees' position as a Mets fan. We all would. We'd do anything to be in the Yankees' position as a Mets fan. Because when the Yankees have a bad year, this is it. Five games over 500, two games out of the wild card, right, right there in the thick of it. You watch these... Uh, well, you listen to Sports Talk Radio over the week, and all you hear are Yankee fans going, I don't even want to watch this anymore. I can't stand it. This team's terrible. Boone's got to go. Cashman's got to go. I don't disagree with you. But you're five games over 500. You know, we don't want to hear it as Mets fans, okay? The Mets are terrible. The Mets get bases loaded, nobody out, 10 times this year, and don't score. The Mets have... The batting champion from last year, the best hitter in baseball, had the highest average in both the American and National League. He's hitting 240. Pete Alonso making errors all over the place, not playing well, not hitting. He's hitting a little bit better these last couple of days. But Pete Alonso, in his last 30, 35 games, is hitting like 120. 120. I mean, what, like he's hitting 045 coming into yesterday's game in the last seven days. Now, is it, the, is it the home run derby? I don't think it's the home run derby. No. I think he just is in a terrible slump, and he just can't get out of it, and it's affecting his defense as well at first base. And he, he's somebody that prides himself in the defense. He wants to be a better defender. And, some you know, he shows flashes of it. Alonzo shows flashes of it, but he doesn't he – doesn't, he's, he's always got a little – he's not very good on defense. He's an average to below average first baseman defensively. Now – 
But that, that, the Yankees, come on. Five games over 500, two games out of the wild card, right in the thick of it. And you're like, I don't even want to watch this team anymore. You should hear some of these callers to get to the ESPN and to WFAN. Mets fans would give anything to be in your position at this point. We're 20 games out of the division, seven out of the wild card. We got four or five teams in front of us. You know, we win three, we lose three. We're, we're a 500 team. A 500 team. That's what they are. So the British Open is now is coming. You got two Americans at the top, and they're not really household names. You got Harmon and you got Young. Both at, uh, Harmon's got a five shot lead over Young. He's 12 under. He's seven under, seven under is Young. And then you got John Rahm, Straka, Jason Day, Fleetwood at, at, uh, five under. So listen, this guy Harmon, I don't know much about him. I haven't watched much of the Brit, of the Open Championship. It's at, um, Royal Liverpool Golf Course. It's the, I'm not a big fan of the Open Championship. I watch it because it's the major. You know, I do watch the majors. I'll get up uh, early in the morning. I'll probably be finishing up getting this podcast together and getting it, uh, getting it released. But you got two Americans in the, in the lead, right? Harmon and Young. Do they get it? I mean, does he win? Did anybody, what was Harmon's odds coming into this thing? It had to be crazy. I know the amateur, there was an amateur in the lead for a while on the first day, on Thursday. <clears throat> he kind of he kind of faded. He had a bad second day. He shot ten over or whatever it was on the second day. He missed the cut. But you know these, these big names are are down. You don't really have too many big names contending for the for this championship. So Harmon is at twelve under. Young is at seven under. Two Americans at top the leaderboard in the Open Championship. That thing gets underway. I think what like. Five o'clock, six o'clock this morning, tomorrow morning, Sunday morning. So we'll see if they can complete that. Like I said, I haven't watched much of it. So I've been wrapped up in the baseball and I got my daughter and I got everything going on with Brett and with Mike, with Mike's with, you know, so I haven't seen much of the, of the golf. I have, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I did. I haven't seen much of the golf. Jets and Giants. The Jets are in day three. Today was day three. Of their training camp. They open early because they have the Hall of Fame game. They play in that first preseason game, if you care for that kind of thing. Um, word is that Rodgers looks great. Okay? Rodgers is tearing up the Jets' defense. I read an article today that he was he dominated the defense. He dominated the practice. How much do you put in that? I don't know. Put what you will in it. Because they're, they're not even hitting. They're in shorts and helmets. But supposedly Rodgers is is looking good. Listen, I'm just wait, I'm telling you, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. As far as hard knocks goes, I know I had said last week that maybe the hard knocks wouldn't go on because of the strike, the writer strike, and the and the Hollywood and the actors strike and everything going on there. I I thought it was a good take. I thought it was a good take. I, I came up with it myself. I was like, you know what? They might not have hard. I was wrong. Hard knocks is going. The show will go on. And I thought this week it was funny because the Jets, the Jets came out and they said, you know, because they're pissed off. They, you know, you had Rodgers saying the NFL shoved it down our throat. The Jets didn't want to do it. Nobody wanted to do it. The Jets basically got forced into it. But it is what it is. You know, they got forced into doing hard knocks. They had to do it. <coughs> but, excuse me, but they had, um, the Jets came out and they went to HBO and they said, okay, you know what? We're not going to show you. What we're not going to do is we're not going to show players being cut. And 
you know, to me, like that's that's all I want to see. I would that's what I watch Hard Knocks for. I want to see the rookie called into the or the old veteran called into the the coach's office, sit down, cameras all over his face, right? Coach tell him that his dreams are shattered. Watch the guy's dreams get shattered. That's what I want to see on Hard Knocks. I don't want to see practice and and Favre and have the players mic'd up and this and that. that. That's not interesting to me. You can get that anyway. You can get that in NFL films. I want to see the guy, the kid, in the chair, across from the coach, having his dreams shattered or his dreams made. You know, you made the team, kid. Great job. And he, you know, his, his dream came true. Or shatter his dreams by cutting them. That's compelling TV to me. That's compelling hard knocks to me. The rest of it is just NFL films. You can see that anywhere. They mic up players all the time. They do, you know, they do that all the time. But I want to see that. And the Jets were like, we're not doing that. So then two days later, the Jets came out and they were like, all right, listen, we worked it out with HBO. We talked to everybody. I don't know if we're still going to show that, but you know, we, we got off on the wrong foot. I think what happened there is Goodell and the NFL came to the Jets and they go, you better get your act together. You're doing whatever we wanted, want you to do for hard knocks. We're putting on a damn good hard knocks because a lot of people are going to watch this because Rodgers and the Jets are a good story. And you know what? Just go along with it. Just do it. I mean, give me a break. The Jets were just trying to stick it to the NFL. You know, the the Washington Commanders also now in the other NFL news. The Washington Commanders have um, a new owner. Snyder's officially out. The the report got released this week. It was a disaster. He he's a bad guy. He's sexually you know harassing. He's he's it's just a bad it's a bad report. Read the report if you want to hear that. As far as um, the Giants go. Now, there was some news with Barkley this week after he got, you know, he obviously got the franchise tagged. It is what it is. I told you that's what was going to happen. I told you that I feel bad for Barkley, but I also think the Giants did the right thing, both business-wise and football-wise, because you can't pay running backs. And this whole thing with the movement with all the running backs coming out and saying that it's black ball, it's not black ball. It's not. They're not black balling running backs. They're not colluding to lower the salaries of running backs. They're not. If they were going to collude to, to, to lower salaries, they'd do it for quarterbacks. You got Daniel Jones making $40 million. He's not a $40 million quarterback. Is he worth $40 million? Is he going to bring in more than $40 million to the Giants? I don't think so. See, so they're not colluding for running backs. See, here's the deal. It's a different game now. The game has changed. Back in the, in the, you know, the 1990 Giants probably wouldn't be a very good team because they ran the ball. The Giants would have the ball. When I was growing up watching Giants football, the Giants would have the ball four possessions in the half. They'd get, they'd, they'd go, you know, 12 plays, 82 yards in nine minutes. And they would have three or four of those drives. They'd lead 13 to, to seven going into half and they'd win 23 13. Those games are over. That football is over. Go look at the, the championships, the championship teams, the teams that have won the last couple of Super Bowls. You can't even name the running backs. If I asked you who the Chiefs leading rusher in the Super Bowl was last year, you can't tell me. I guarantee you can't tell me. I can't say. I don't know either. I think it was that it was that uh, the rookie, right, from Rutgers or something. I'll look it up, but <clears throat> that's the point is you don't know. Because they're not important. They try, these, these running backs 
And when they go downhill, they go downhill fast. So Barkley might very well go downhill this year. After four or five games, you might be like, oh, man, you know, he just doesn't have it this year. And it's not that he doesn't have it this year. It's that he's it's over. Running backs, when they lose it, they lose it fast and they lose it hard. And they lose, and they lose their ability and they're just irrelevant. Okay? Zeke in Dallas. He became irrelevant the last two years. He's not just not, he's not good. He's not worth anything. Nobody wants him. So, and it sucks. I feel bad for Barkley because there was a four year period or a five year period where he was basically the only thing worth watching. When it came to the Giants games, he was, that was it. He was the only thing worth watching was Saquon Barkley. He was the only star on the team. He had the end of the Eli Manning where Eli was really no good. And it was, you know, you would, it was a sad ending there, <clears throat> but Barkley was there and he was great and he's a great giant and he's a great teammate and he's a great player, but he just plays a position that's not important anymore. It's really not important that the Giants could have got the same record probably with or without him. And all these running backs coming out, give me a break. They're not colluding against the running backs. If they were going to collude against anybody, they'd collude against the quarterbacks because those salaries are getting a little outrageous. But they don't. They're not colluding against any of them. What they're doing is they're recognizing that you don't need a good running back. You don't need a marquee running back to win win in the league. It's a passing league now. How many times do you see a team score – <clears throat> Excuse me. And there's 30 seconds, and there's like 30 seconds left. And the other teams get, they're like, oh, did they leave it? Did they leave too much time on the clock? Did they leave too much time on the clock? 30 seconds is not a lot of time. Teams got one timeout. Did they, oh, they got one timeout. They're good to go. You'll see a minute and a half. It's almost like a basketball game now at the end of an NFL game. It's back and forth, back and forth, field goal, touchdown. The way they, these offenses move the ball and the way the rules are set, it's just set up for offense, and that's what the league wants. And running backs, as dynamic as they are, just don't they don't do it for people. The fantasy it's a fantasy football league. It's a fantasy football game now. It's a it's a throw. I mean, you see quarterbacks throw fifty times in a game, fifty times. You know, the the ninety Giants, the eighty six Giants, they wouldn't be they wouldn't survive in this league. And that's just the way it is. And, you know, it's like I said, it sucks for Barkley, and I feel bad for him. And, you know, but what Barkley did this week was because he's been threatening to hold out, right? I, I don't think he's going to hold out. He unfollowed the Giants on all the social media. Now, what does that mean? It means he's pissed off, right? I, that, to me, that's what it means. That's all it means. People, a lot of people are saying that it means he's going to, He's going to uh, hold out. Listen, he's not holding out. And I told you last week that I would support him holding out through training camp. That's how, that's how little we really need him. That's how little I'm worried about it, to be honest with you. If he holds out through training camp, I can support that. Make a message. Send a message. Let everybody know you're not happy. He's, he's unfollowed the Giants on, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Make your point. But you can't, he can't get anything from holding out. He would have to sit out the whole season and he wouldn't get paid nothing. $10 million is more than nothing, right? I don't care how much money you have. $10 million is $10 million. He's not going to sit it out and lose it, especially when <clears throat> a running back's career is as short as it is. He's not going to do that. And if you think he is and you think the Giants are, you're wrong. If you think the Giants made a mistake and they should have paid him, you're wrong. 
And and the fact that every team does it and no no running backs get paid, none of these free agent running backs got what they wanted. None of them. And Barkley's just one of them. Barkley's no different. And it sucks and I feel bad, but it is what it is. He will be there. You take it to the bank. He will be there week one. And if he wants to sit out to prove a point, because there's nothing that can be done. He's already got the franchise tag, right? The deadline to, to make a deal with the Giants and to sign a contract has come and gone. The Giants have put the franchise tag on Barkley. It is what it is. He can't, nothing can happen. So if he wants to sit out and be a baby and cost himself $10 million, it is what it is. I'm not too worried about it. Because <clears throat> you know what? They get somebody else. And it might not have the name recognition of Saquon Barkley, but they'd pick somebody up off the scrap heap and they would be all right. You want, I'm telling you they would. It's a different game these days. It's a different game. So the Jets in training camp practice, Giants, Barkley, you know, he, he's going to say he's pissed off. Basically, he's pissed off. He followed the, the, unfollowed the Giants. He's pissed off. Mets, the Mets lose again. I mean, listen, the Mets, I, I, I'm so upset. I'm so mad at the Mets. Between the whole Vientos thing, bringing them up and sitting on the bench, how, how, how classic Mets is that? Yankees are, listen, the Yankees are having a bad year, but they, they're having, we would be, Mets fans would give anything to have the Yankees year right now. Remember that, Yankee fans. Remember that. And I know you think you're all high and mighty, but those four out of five championships, uh, four and five, four championships in five years, that's a long, long time ago. That's 25 years ago. They haven't really done much, and yet they still make the playoffs every year. They still are over 500 every year. It's 30 years. <clears throat> think about last year. Last year going into the season, they didn't, you know, they weren't going to be very good. They're not a very good team. First two months of the season, here come the 98 Yankees rolling through. Now they ended up falling back down to earth, but that's just what we got to deal with in this town as the Mets fans. And you Yankee fans are so entitled that you can bitch and moan at a team five games over 500. You haven't had a losing season in 30 years. You only missed the playoffs like three times, two two or three times in those 30 years. You're two games out of the wild card, and you're going to bitch and moan. So we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. Women's World Cup. Do you care? Did you watch it? Did you watch the game last night? It was on, it was on late. Um, I watched some of it. To be honest with you, I, I don't know. I'm not really that into it. I wasn't crazy into the, the Men's World Cup last year, was it? I wasn't that into it. I did watch the, the final as we kind of, you know, got into the final. You know, USA's in a tough group. They're in a tough group. It's, it's USA, it's Netherlands, it's Portugal, and it's Vietnam. Now, they had Vietnam in the first game yesterday. 3 <clears> nothing. <throat> they won 3 nothing. It was a, you know, it was a good win. It was an expected win. They were, I, I looked on the FanDuel, they were minus 10,000 to even tie. You were getting plus 10,000, even if the game was a tie. Three nothing. I mean, three nothing. It was it was scoreless through the first, I think, thirty minutes, thirty five minutes. Um, the name that you're gonna hear all over the place because I did a little reading on it just so I had something, to, just so I could talk about it. You know, Sophia Smith. She scored two goals yesterday. She's the the young star. She's 22 years old. She became the second youngest player to score multiple goals in a World Cup game. That happened last night. 
She's going to be the big star coming out of this tournament back, you know, after they win probably, right? Because they're probably going to win. So I can't get into the World Cup as far as the, the group stage goes. I just I, – it's not something I'm interested in right now. I, when they get to the knockout rounds and we start playing tougher opponents, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it and I'll watch it. And when we get to the finals, I'll watch it. But, I mean, USA is going to be in it, right? I mean, they, they're clearly the best team. I don't think they've lost it in, you know, in a long time. So, I, you know, as, as far as that goes, look, look, they're in a tough group. Just from, just from the men's, just from the countries, and I have no idea if these women's teams are any good or not, but their men's teams are good, so I assume that the women's teams are good. Netherlands, Portugal, those are tough games. <coughs> that, from what I looked at, it looked like the group of death. Netherlands, Portugal, and Vietnam. Vietnam, obviously, this is their first uh, Women's World Cup. They're one of 18, eight countries debuting a women's team in the World Cup, which is good. It's good to see. It's always good to see more teams, more more teams getting the women's team into the World Cup. So there's that. And then that's going to pretty much do it. I mean, listen, we'll check out this studio, right? Look at this place. This thing is nice. This is a professional studio. It sounds good. I mean, we sound good all the time. But again, we want to reiterate, Mike, Mike Grasso, you get your ass better, all right? You take it easy. You need anything, you let us know. Uh, Brett, you stay out as long as you want. Like I said, it's the summer, right? I, I got this thing. I'm holding it down here. You know, if I don't get that DA gig over at CBS, I'll hold it down. If I get the if I get the gig over at CBS, I'm out. I'm out right right away. So, you got the British. You got the Open Championship this morning coming up in a couple of hours. Two Americans in the lead: Hart, Harmon and Young. Not household names. We'll see. He's got a, Harmon's got a five shot lead. He's at twelve under. Young, so they'll be the final pairing. You know, and I don't know much about the course. Like I said, I haven't really watched it. I'm going to tune in tomorrow. I'll tune, I'll probably get up early. I'll tune in to it live. Mets, Mets, Mets are the Mets. Listen, they lost, they, they lost today the second one. Scherzer, I'm sick of Scherzer. I'm done with Scherzer. I was close with Verlander. Verlander's kind of pulled me back in because he's pitched well. Neither of them are going anywhere. We're stuck with you. You know what? Scherzer, do yourself a favor. Why don't you, why don't you realize that you're stealing money here and don't pick up the option? Leave that $40 million on the table. Give it back to Uncle Steve. <laughs> That's not going to happen. That would never happen. But anyway, we got him, we got him for another, another year. It's only going to get worse, folks. It's only going to get worse. And I don't really know if this team gets better. There were rumors about the Mets being able to trade the interest in Otani, forget it. I don't think the Angels are trading Otani. I think that's going to be the big, you know, everybody's going to be talking about Otani. Where's Otani doing what he's doing? The Angels would be stupid to get rid of him. Now, they, I don't think they're making the playoffs this year, but they, they would not be, they would not be, you know, wise to get rid of him because then he goes somewhere, he gets a taste of winning, he signs, and then he's gone. He's gone then. But, Soto is going to be available. It looks like Soto is going to be available. And if I, like I said last year, I would trade anybody for Soto. Soto is a generational talent. He's a young kid. Otani's 20, Otani's like, what is he? He's almost 30 years old. Otani's not young. And he's going to want a 10 year deal. And you're going to have to pay him because someone's going to give it to him. He's, I think he's judge's age. So do you want to do that again? 
Do you want to be stuck with a bunch of now and more long contracts that are going to look bad on the back end? I, you know, that, that somebody's going to be stuck with it. Somebody's going to pay him the money. Soto's younger. Soto's like 25, 26. He's just as good a hitter. He's just as clutch. He had a bad start to this season. But if you look at his numbers, he's got them right back up where they, where they are, where they belong, where you expect them to be. So open championship tomorrow. Mets close out their series against Boston. Then we got the Subway Series uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I think, or maybe, yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. Listen, Yankees, Severino tomorrow against, I, I don't know who's pitching for, for Kansas City, but he's got like a 7 ERA. Everybody Kansas City throughout there this weekend has over a 5 ERA. And the fact that the Yankees scored five runs today and, and what they scored, three or four last night, the Yankees' offense is non-existent. Judge, also, Judge will take batting practice, so it looks like Judge is coming back. It looks like you might, it sounds like they haven't given any timetable on it. They still won't give you a timetable. Looks like they're about maybe a week or two away from seeing Judge, which will be a big lift to the Yankees. But the question is, will they still be two out, or will they be five or six out and, and basically you know, out of it. You you fall five and six out, you're right in Mets territory because you're going to have three, four teams ahead of you and you're not catching up. So that does it for us. Listen, Mike, Mike Rosso, get better. Brett, you take as much time as you need. Uh, I'll be here. We are also now on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R. I'll post the link. We are on Mixler. It's an audio app. It gives us live audio. I've been doing, I'll do shows during the week, you know, maybe like an hour here or there. I'll put them up on... uh <clears throat> I'll put, I'll post the event on Facebook. You basically click the link and it takes you right into the, into the show. So that's a good thing. I, I like audio. There's no video on that, but I'm, I'm a radio person anyway. I like audio. I've always been a radio person. I like listening to the radio. So thank you to Oxford Studios for allowing us to use their studio here in Jersey City. Uh, we'll talk to you. I will talk to you on Tuesday. We're going to have, um, we're going to have the same guests, um, Mark Mancini is going to be join me on Tuesday again. Uh, we're going to do uh, baseball, football. It's going to, it's going to be a good time. And I, you know what he said? The Cardinals the other day I gave him a hard time about the Cardinals. The Cardinals are winning games now, and they're playing better. I think they beat the Cubs again today. So that does it for us here. Thank you for tuning in. I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. That's it. I'm Bob Walters. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you Tuesday. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, LockedUpSports, or on TikTok at LockedUpSportsShow. Now you can catch all the latest from LockedUpSports anytime. Thanks for listening.